Welcome back to Perspective and to part two of the series, Women I Love to Watch. Today we are chatting with Wendy Franklin of Wendella Styles. Wendy is a certified sneakerhead and the ultimate personal shopper, stylist, and closet connoisseur. We had the opportunity to have a super fun conversation about the importance of style and fashion as an artistic shield that guards us as we walk our way through this world. We even took a moment to dive into some of the issues within the fashion industry. We are giving you the real, so get ready. Everyone, meet Wendy. We smoking on this gas and you know it's exotic. You give me weird feelings and but I can't hide it. We walk up in the club and they bump Thank you so much again, Wendy, for agreeing to do this with me and welcome. <laughs> No problem. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. The, the, so the reason, again, that I decided to do this, um, I'm interviewing you and a series of other women that um, I just follow on social media and I just love like the authenticity and like the storytelling and I've always felt like the style and the consistency has always been there. So I um, just wanted to reach out just for a chat and, you know, woman to woman and just, you know, kind of talk a little bit about you. So... We'll just go ahead and get started. Are you ready? Yes, I'm very ready. Okay. <laughs> so first, I just want you to tell me a little bit about like what um, people see on your Instagram. So what is, you know, Wendella Styles and talk a little about the Sneaker Summit. Um, I've always just loved watching your movements. So just give me a little bit of background on those. Okay, well. First, I kind of, like, started with Wendella Styles, like, just knowing, like, I always kind of had, like, you know, passion for fashion. I was yeah. for fashion merchandising at UNT. So, like, I kind of, like, wanted something to, like, grab onto. Like, yeah, I'm, like, posting a lot of outfit pictures. But, like, I did a lot. I was getting a lot of feedback from it. So, I was like, how about I make this a thing? Yeah. So, that's when I was about, like, you know, how about I, like, name it Wendella Styles? And I kind of, like, first started off with kind of, like, starting to style, like, other people. But, like, being busy and, like, other people's schedules and, like, getting coverage is, like, a little bit too much. But, right. Um, so, I just kind of, like, focus more on myself. Okay. And just, you know, style myself. Maybe call it Mandela Styles. Like, trying to give, like, outfit inspiration was, like, one thing. And that's when I started, like, my inspiration page which mm -hmm. was during college. So, that's more of, like, fashion inspo. And I was, like, posting, like, other people's style rather than my own. Just to, like, you yeah. know, not two head over heels just to, like give other people a different outlook like not everybody wants to dress like me and my everybody wants to dress like whoever else so right. <laughs> I kind of just started that and just went from there and then now I'm doing Mandela styles and I'm also like incorporating videos now to like love those try on. yes I love doing them so <laughs> <laughs> it does look like you're having so much fun you got your music playing Girl. <laughs> You don't even know. Like in the background, I be jamming. Like, I'm like, let me calm down. I love it. Let me have the whole music video. I love it. And so, talk to me a little bit about the sneaker summit and like how that kind of started. I know it's something that you have with a friend of yours. So, tell me a little bit more about that. Yes. So, sneaker summit. I started working for them like in 2016. Uh, that was my internship for the summer before I graduated. Okay. And sneaker summit's like been pretty popular in Houston. Like every summer, like that was the place to go. Like, are you going to sneaker summit this summer? You going to sneaker summit? Like that was always the thing to do. Mm -hmm. And like my first time going was actually in 2011. And like I literally walked in there with no thoughts in my head that I'll be working this place right. <laughs> in the future. 
but when I went, like, I really, really enjoyed, like, you know, the culture and everything, like, a bunch of sneakerheads, like, all together in one place for, you know, one reason, like, you know, just a lot yeah. of things in common, a lot of, like, uh, celebrities come out and just different, like, a different vibe, like, you know, the typical, like, party or right, anything else. Right. It's a great networking place, too. Mm-hmm. So, um, 2016, I decided to uh, intern with them. And it was, like, a great experience. Like, I kind of started when they were building their first store. So I helped them set up everything from the store that they have now in Houston on Shepherds. And from then, I, like, worked for about a year and a half, probably, I would say. And then that's when me and my partner, Tasha, she created um, Sneak Her Summit. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of like the backbone of that. So the co-founder of Sneak Her Summit. And we decided to do that because... When we go to our events, like, there's a lack of female presence there. Like, right. you hardly see a lot of girls. And if they are there, they're with their boyfriends, so they're not too, like, you know, willing to speak to everybody. Mm-hmm. So we decided to do Sneak Her Summit to, like, you know, create more of, like, a female platform for Sneak Her Head. Mm-hmm. I yeah, love so that. It's been pretty great so far. Like, you know, just bringing people together. Because, like, a female wouldn't feel comfortable going to see mm-hmm. the predominantly men like yeah so like how about because there are sneaker sneaker heads that are out there that are female so we're like right. you know how about we just create a place for them to all come together well, I will definitely say you opened my eyes because I have always, like, I do not have, I probably have, like, two pairs of sneakers in my closet. So, I, I definitely will say, like, when I watch your feed and watch your outfits, I'm like, damn, she just put sneakers with that. Like, so, that is one of the things I love. Thank you. So, if you had to describe your style or yourself in two songs, what would they be? Two songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, two songs. Two songs. Two songs. Um, let me think. Let me look real quick. <laughs> oh, we gotta browse the library. <laughs> In the playlist, two <laughs> songs. Oh my gosh, I feel like I have. Mm, I feel like a Megan Thee Stallion song for sure. Okay, okay, for sure. H Town. Um, <laughs> what's that one song? I'm going to say that's what I'm going to just, um, I think it's Cash It. Okay. <laughs> that one. I like that one. What else? That um, is perfect. A Meg song is always appropriate, though. <laughs> right. Um, oh, He Barker's Brown. Oh, there you that go. That designer isn't always on me, but that's my song. <laughs> And it just makes me feel good whenever I have on anything. Like, I love it. And Chris Brown's so classic. So yeah. classic. So, yeah. so I, um, you know, I've been watching all of these, you know, people post their their 10-year challenge, you know, mm-hmm. um, which I got to get in on this soon. But I've been trying to find a picture that's not absolutely horrible. <laughs> but, right. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, Ooh, It's like something that's just semi-good. But so if you had to, like, kind of traced evolution of your style over the last 10 years what are some of the things that you would say like you've learned about yourself or some of the things that have changed um about your style or maybe some of the things that have stayed the same um I feel like I don't know about 10 years I don't know about 10 years now but I know like I still like to keep things simple and comfortable like I'm not a heel person although I will wear heels, but Mm -hmm. like I always I'm kind of glad, like, I got into the sneaker thing, because, like, now I feel more comfortable, like, I can't wear sneakers with it. Like, right. you know, like, not 
typically being in that, you know, or just feeling comfortable, basically, like, mm-hmm. even if just so keeping on with whatever else. Right. So, just really being comfortable, that's always been me, like, keeping it simple, but, like, kind of, like, making it a statement, mm-hmm. if you can say. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I did get to a little era where I was thrifting a lot, you know, I started doing the thrifting thing, yeah. but I haven't been to the thrift store in a while. <laughs> but, yeah, I feel like, Definitely, I just kept it simple, and I still kind of do. Like, I am trying to, like, you know, do... I just feel like that's not me, though. <laughs> like, trying to add, like, shebangs and all this other yeah. stuff, like, mix-matching, and I'm like, I, it, it, like, hurts when I put things on that, like, just doesn't feel right. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, let me just do me, because this ain't working out. Yeah. <laughs> you don't yeah. always have to be extra just to say that, oh, you can dress. Okay. Yeah. And there are subtle ways that you can add, like, touches of your style, Right. You know, like I've, I've like seen, really yes, yes. I've seen how like you, like your earrings or, you know, and I even love like the way that yeah, you always have your hair styled different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you yes. can just do a little something right. with I the accessories. <laughs> throw on like one little piece of seasoning to the outfit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <simple>. seasoning. <laughs> so the next part is um like I said my one of my favorite things to do because I go and just kind of do a little bit of research and um so some of these um quotes and statistics are from mostly from fashion publications um but the first um quote is from Vogue um and it was an article on like confidence and style and I thought it was interesting because I think a lot of people tend to think that dressing and, you know, style and fashion is so superficial, you know, and, you know, it's not about what you, who you are or what you are, where, but it's about who you are on the inside, you know, that kind of thing. And so, um, the quote from the article says, your closet isn't frivolous. It contains a myriad of channels to heighten performance, a section of gateways to the best versions of yourself. And so how, how true or how not true would you say that that is? Um, I'm kind of like half and half, but I feel like, cause you do buy things that you want and you also have things in your closet that you really don't want. So it's just like a mix between the two, <laughs> but okay. I definitely feel like, um, you know, like people's style like does come from like within like whatever makes them comfortable like somebody's in aware like and you can tell like if their confidence isn't high like because mm-hmm. they feel probably uncomfortable in the outfit that they're wearing so I feel like those two definitely play a part for sure yeah like, you know like you have to be comfortable in what you wear like and I feel like it's kind of hard to really dress like somebody else right. although you know it might look cool but it's gonna affect you in internally yes right you won't feel and I thought it was so interesting in doing this research I had come across this study that this professor had done and he um was talking about how they gave people like put them in superman t-shirts and they were talking about how people that wore the superman t-shirts performed slightly better than people that just just had on regular shirts or how women that took a test in a bathing suit versus taking a test in a sweater, the scores were different. And they were talking about how there there is this perception of what you can do or who you can be uh, based on what you wear. So I thought that was so interesting. Yes, and it's like that if you feel or if you look good, you feel good. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you're not going to perform your best when you don't feel good. Right. Like I, I definitely 
believe in that. <laughs> for sure, for sure. But so, like, even like imagine going to an interview, like, and if you're not, mm-hmm. if you're not comfortable with what you're wearing yep. or things aren't fitting right, like, yep. you're not going to perform well just yep. because of how you feel in your voice. Exactly. And they, like, they talk about the power suit, right? And it's like, it's not just called that. It's because, you know, when you have, there's something about wearing a suit for men and women, you know, that just makes mm-hmm. you feel, you know, like a fucking boss, you know? So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I've got my, I got my Olivia Pope going. So there is, there is some, right. there is some power in it for sure. <laughs> so I would, so this next um, statistic I got is from the cut. Um, and this is obviously no surprise, but it said that less than 10% of New York fashion week designers and only about 20% of the models uh, were black. And so, you know, there are a lot of um, things borrowed, I feel like, from black culture. But for whatever reason, there's still not enough representation. So, you know, what kind of work do you say that still needs to be done? And what is the importance of making sure, you know, we are included in the important conversations on fashion? <laughs> I don't know. I was just talking to somebody about this the other day. Like, even in like companies, like leaving a company that I'm at, like it's not many black people at all. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. it's like it's almost 2020. Like, when is things gonna change? Is what we were right. like talking about. And, like, my friend was like, I don't think it is. Like, it's just because like now that it, it's like we already see how it is. Like, people are comfortable letting it be. Mm-hmm. Like, we already like. Some probably black models already think like, oh, I'm not white enough, or I'm not skinny enough, or I'm not tall enough, so I'm right. just not going to do it. Like, right. that's just the standard yep. of how it's built. Yep. So I yep. totally feel like that's just what it is. Like, everybody's just comfortable with, like, I know people are trying. I right. know we are, like, as, you know, be, uh, having, you know, melanin and things. We're trying to, like, stand out and, like, put our foot right. down and, like, step out of the box. But it's, it's tough. And then, like, once we, like, get to our... Spot. Like, I feel like, you know, they come in, like, shut it down or overpower us and right. take ideas and, like, run with it and do their own thing. Right. And I feel like there still just needs to be more, you know, I think a lot of people get into this mindset of, like, competition you know, but I always tell people, mm-hmm. like, there's not enough of us at the top for us to be competing with each other. <laughs> because it's right. like, you, you need, need to get put on and, yes, yes, you need to get put on, mm-hmm. she needs to get put on, we all need to get put on, because there aren't enough of us, you know, so it's like, what are, there's no reason for us to even exactly. be competing, because we all need to get up there, you know. So, I definitely feel like some of those, like, structures kind of need to change, um, but it, which is again why I, I absolutely love what what you do because I feel like you have such a clean and polished brand and you know I yeah like I just feel like we need more faces like yours at like the front of just e- even you know all the way down from like social media but all the way up to like fashion publications and you things know, out there yes yeah. yes absolutely I totally agree and that's why like that's kind of what keeps me pushing when people actually like you know acknowledge like. Although, like, it might be little or big, you know, yep. either way, like, they're still supporting, like, the movement. Or that yeah. Still, like, trying to keep a face out there. Yeah. <laughs> keep hope alive. <laughs> right. Well, not to, not to make things even worse, but <laughs> this next statistic, um, of the 50 major fashion companies looked at um, in the world, um, only seven of them are run by women. Um, which 
you know, when I, you think about like the layers of it, like if there's one thing to be a woman, but then there's another when you add, you know, that you are a woman of color, you know, so I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I would be, I'm assuming that probably none of those seven women are women of color. I, that's not a safe assumption, but I it wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't put it past, you know, so, right. you know, again, thinking about that, like, what are some of the things that you feel like you, maybe you've had to overcome as a woman of color and kind of how do you carry those experiences in your work? Um, really, I do that by like trying to not blend in because it's easy to like, you know, try to make yourself blend in just so you can feel like, oh, like, you know, like help me like be a part. Like, honestly, I feel like I don't have to do my job just because like I'm not forcing myself to like get you to like me. Like I can already right. like sense what's up. So I'm just like, I'm just going to keep being me. I'm going to keep wearing what I want to wear. Y'all can keep dressing up. I'm going to keep dressing how I want to dress. <laughs> I'll wear my sneakers to work. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to, like, um, accommodate to society's standards, if you would say. Like, I don't know. Just I feel like that's what makes me unique, I guess. Or just whoever that decides to do it. Just, you know, not falling into, you know, yeah. the standard of how everything should be. Like, just being you. And that's, mm-hmm. like, what actually gets people to, like, you know, like you more and like everything be more authentic that way. Right. And I remember I went to this panel once and um, it was a black MBA panel. And I asked one of the guys, he's a founder of a startup in Dallas. And I said, and he's a black man. And I said, you know, what is a piece of advice that you didn't get that you wish you would have received whenever you were starting your, your company? And he said, yeah. I wish somebody would have told me to be more black. And I thought, I was like, I was like, come again, you know? And he was like, because, you know, so much of, you know, our journey is about trying to blend in. And he was like, but what we don't realize is, especially when you're in a room where you might be the only, like, use that as your asset, you know, use that to stand out. They're not going to notice you when you're trying to be like this. Mm -hmm. And that's a fact. Yep. And it's just. When when you're more like yourself, like that's when they notice, because I really have a story. Like, you know, I had, you know, when you start a job, like, I have big curly hair, so I'm like, dang, I kind of don't want to go in there with my hair all over my head, mm-hmm. like, I'm good. Yep. And then I kind of, like, got, you know, I was like, what am I doing? Like, I'm over here damaging my freaking curls just to, like, <laughs> sit in for mm-hmm. these people. So, like, today I actually wore my hair, like, curly and out. Like, sometimes I put it up or just because I don't want it my face, but I, like, right. wore it down and out. And, like... Mm-hmm. They were like, I got so many compliments on my hair. I'm like, I literally got my hair flattered for $90. And y'all didn't say nothing about my curls I got. And now, when I wear my hair out big and all, mm-hmm. like, everybody's like, oh, my God. Yep. I'm like, because they honestly, like, they secretly, like, you know, like that. Yep. Like, they're, Wish they just, could have they, it. They don't always make it seem, like, a uh, theme. But when you, I guess, they can probably, I don't know if they can tell, but it's just like, oh, you just, like one does, like if your hair is straight, you wear mm-hmm. this kind of clothes, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. but when they see you actually like be a black person, yep. like I feel like they kind of admire that. Yep. And that is, that is something, too, that I kind of had to learn. I used to ask my sister, like, should I straighten my hair before I go to this interview? Girl, and she's I like... Still, I get the date on that sometimes. What? I'm yep. like, y'all don't give that idea. Yep. <laughs> so, I mean, because the reality of it is, is that I'm not going to be straightening my hair every week for y'all. <laughs> like, it's not going to happen. Right. So, at some point in time, you're going to have to, you know, take it or leave it. 
Um, but you know, it was one of those things like I had a professor that used that she, she's a gay woman and she would tell me that, you know, when she was younger, when she first starting out in the industry, she, um, she was a film major and she said that when she first started out in the industry, she wouldn't check like, um, or she wouldn't make it known that she was a lesbian, you know, because she didn't want any problems with her job and things like that. And she said as she matured. She was like, well, you know what? Fuck them. If they don't want to hire me because of my sexual orientation, then that's not the company that I want to be working for. But I think it it takes a lot of growth to get to that point. Yes. And at the end of the day, like, I just want to be me. Like, I feel like it's it's a lot of work trying to be like somebody else. Yep. And it's damaging at the end Mm -hmm. of the day. Like, okay, yeah, flatter my hair, but now my hair is not going to curl up anymore. Like, it's Mm -hmm. just in all aspects. Like, oh, trying to buy this kind of clothes, and you end up being broke when you're just trying to look good to fit in and stuff like that. Like, yeah. It's like when they say if you tell you tell a lie, you gotta do another lie to keep covering up, and that's basically how it is. I ain't got time for that. (laughs) Exactly. So this is this is kind of moving towards like the side of like sustainability, but I feel like this was you know an appropriate kind of statistic. Um, thinking in terms of like fast fashion, with you know I know you're just talking about sometimes you'll go to a thrift store, but you know thinking in terms of you know how often we buy things and how we consume things, um, much different than it was you know maybe 20 years ago, but. The statistic right. is, in the past 15 years, the average number of times a garment is worn before it ceases to be used has decreased by 36%. So basically meaning, like, people, you'll wear something and you're getting rid of it quicker than you would have in the past. So, you know, there is kind of this, not necessarily race, but, you know, you want to be wearing things that are in style, so to speak. But a lot of times, you know, that's at the risk of our environment and, you know, certain like unfair labor laws in other countries and things like that. So, you know, how does that affect, I guess, maybe your work or um, are there any things that you do to try to make sure that you're like ethically consuming fashion? Well, I would say like, I haven't, like, this year, I haven't done a lot of shopping, just because, like, I literally see how many clothes I have that doesn't get worn, so I'm like, why would I keep buying stuff when I'm, like, I kind of chill out on that, like, normally I just buy, 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 don't think about anything else, like, (laughs) moving, and, like, knowing, like, there's a lot of things I need to get rid of, like, I've kind of just been being more cautious with, like, I don't need to buy, like, 55 pairs of clothes, or, like, you know, just things that I probably already have, to be honest. So just kind of like, you know, doing your spring cleaning and like, I feel like, you know, I would say like buy annually, maybe like twice a year and just, you know, keep things fresh or just, I guess you could say recycle them rather than throw them in the trash Mm -hmm. or give them to the thrift store. And I also say like a good tip is H&M, like I applaud them for being, you know, sustainable friendly Mm -hmm. with like, because you honestly, if you bring... I bring like t-shirt or put some socks in a bag and I give them to them. They give me 20 bucks and I'll coupon. Yep. And use those clothes to recycle them to make more. Yep. So like, I feel like that's a good initiative to like, you know, keep us from polluting our world with clothes. Cause I, I honestly, I saw a post somewhere. Like there's a lot of like articles of clothing, like that it could almost overpopulate 
at some point, like we keep going, like where's the, like how do you throw away clothes? Yeah, like, exactly. The, the end cycle of a piece of clothes, like right. where does it go? Yeah, I guess burn it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, it's like you have at but some yeah, point like, we're gonna have to repurpose things. You know, we can't just keep accumulating yeah. things. <laughs> I feel like people should start doing that. Like go to their store and like buy up their store and then use that to make more clothes. Like yep. why do we have to? Like you know, H and M is like the only place that I've seen that actively right. starts that knowingly does that. Right. But, I feel like there should be more of the recycling of clothing for sure. Right. And I think it also goes back to like investing in pieces that, you know, will last you for a long time and then knowing when to, knowing when to spend more on certain things and knowing when to not, you know, I just, yesterday I actually just took some clothes to Plato's closet. I had to get, I had so many pairs of shoes that I hadn't worn all these things. I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to go, I'll try to sell them back. If they don't take them, then I'll just donate it. So I ended up donating a ton of stuff, but you know, that's one thing, too. I'm always, like, thinking, how can I get money for my clothes? <laughs> but, you know, sometimes I'm like, right, you know, sometimes right. somebody might just need a, a few nice pairs of shoes, and you're not going to wear them. So, you know, I think yeah. being more aware of, you know, how we get rid of our things, too, is important. For sure. And, like, and it's, I don't know, like, lately, a lot of things have been trending, like, that catches everybody's eye, like the neon clothes or... You know, the certain kind of skirts and tops, like the one shoulders and stuff. And honestly, like me, I like, I love that stuff. I'm like, oh, that's cute. Or like, but I know like it's not going to last, like unless it's like a staple, like not too much kind of piece. So like a lot of people, I feel like they'll see a trend and they go buy it. Like they see a trend, they go buy it, they right. go buy it, they go buy it. And then they can't wear it like the next season, let yeah. alone the next year. <laughs> so I'm just like. I've stepped back from that, and I really hate sometimes when I do, I'm like, dang, like, that was such a cute trend, like, I wish I, like, got something, but me, like, when I see some, everybody wearing it, like, I kind of, like, I, like, step back from, like, yeah, getting it, yeah. and then, like, I liked it, but I just, like, I was just like, oh, I don't want to, you know, fall into that, yeah. that definitely, like, helped me a lot, and I, I was just saying that the other day when I went shopping, like, dang, this would be cute if this was, like, in the summer, yeah. like, <laughs> I missed my chance, and I can't right. get it, so I just don't buy it. Yeah. Because I just really think about the long-term use for something rather than just right now. Yeah, and, you know, it's like what, what, you, what you're starting to see is, like, how fashion just recycles itself. You know, like, I feel like yep. so much yep. of, like, what we wear, like, kind of millennials, is very, like, reminiscent of, like, what we saw adults wearing in the 90s. And I feel like, you know, that right. cycle will kind of continue as the people you know, younger than us will see kind of like what adults are wearing that are 20, 30 years ahead of them. You know, so if there's always a cycle of who's seeing what and then they're re-implementing that and just calling it something else, you know. <laughs> so it's good yeah, to hold on to some true. of those pieces because like, you I, never know when they come back in style. No, because if you think about your parents' closet, they literally probably have things that, like if you wear some, your mom's like, oh, I got that in my closet from 1999. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so if you just grab those table pieces, and keep them, you know, trying to stay the same size. And, like, you know, you don't have to buy another piece anymore. Yeah. Like, jeans, like, for sure. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I probably got jeans from high school that I could probably still wear. Like, I know. I know. It's like, you know, maintaining that, you know. Yeah. I feel like if everybody does their part, you know, we can make, like, and even if it doesn't have to be huge, you know, I feel like if everybody does a small part, like, that makes a sizable difference. It's just everybody has to do it. So I think, you know, over time, yeah. it'll hopefully get better. But, you know, we, we definitely still got, got some work to do. So, but, so I'm going to, we're going to move, we're going to talk a little bit more about you, Wendy. Kind of, um, 
just closing out here. So if there were, if there was any celebrity that you could style, who would it be? Megan. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to need a little more help there. <laughs> so, okay, Megan, so what, what would you put her in? What would you put her in? I don't know. Her body is like, like <laughs> Yeah, but for, I know she wants to show off her body, and that's fine. But we're going to need to get some more quality pieces on her. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even like, you know, that's like her performance, like, outfits. But right. even like, when she, like, goes to uh, galas or award shows, like, I feel like they keep her in, like, such basic things. Like, she's like a regular, like, oh, yeah. I can pick that up off the street and be the same person. Like, yeah. You need to step her up a little bit. Yeah. Like, some class on Maggie. Yeah, you, you are the <laughs> stallion. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, okay. And so, um, talk to me a little bit, um, just a little bit about some of the services that you offer and some of the freelance work um, that you do. So, if um, people do want to, you know, get in touch with you or learn more about you, what are some of the things that you offer and where can they find those things? Yes, so I do um, style consulting, so that's for anybody that's just, like, if they need some quick help, like, over the phone, like, hey, I need help, like, figuring out this outfit, like, can you, like, just talk me over, like, guide them in the right direction of, like, how to put a whole outfit together, or that's, like, also helping them figure out, like, oh, what further services do you need from me? Okay. (laughs) So, because, you know, (laughs) so then I have, like, the options of um, (laughs) virtual styling, which is, like, I'll, like, shop for you. Like, I'll call them, like, over the... So, we'll do the style consultation, and I'll take notes, and then we'll decide, like, oh, do you need further assistance? So, I'll ask them, like, what they're looking for, and, like, you know, um, color scheme, like, what style, like, do y'all want the cleavage showing? Like, how, you know, how you want to go about, you know, making the outfit come to life? Right. So, I took my notes, and then they decide, like, they want to do, like, the virtual styling, which is more of, like, I'll go shopping online for you. And then, like, I'll put together, like, a presentation of, like, outfit choices and, like, how to wear it and, like, with the links and the prices. I love and that. And then for my lookbook, the digital lookbook, I kind of just do, like, outfit info where it just will be, like, literally just outfit inspiration rather than, like, the purchasing links. If you just need, like, help, like, if you need, like, how to um, wear something to work or for an interview or something oh, like yeah. that. Like, yeah. I have, we can pick four different um occasions like a wedding like you need help uh, with everyday outfits or an interview outfit nightlife outfit so i give like four slides and if you want like additional slides then you know we go from there so nice. i kind of start off at four and then like you know if you need more help or you want more information just always keep in communication like just let me know if you need anything else and i also do um closet a closet analysis where like if you want to help get rid of things, like help debate on if I shoot this or not, and like separating from like things that you can probably take the play doh like the floor exchange, yeah. versus like just taking the thrift store. So just to help you like make money off of, you know, I need that. Taking your clothes <laughs> back. <laughs> that, and then also, because like even me, like sometimes like I'll call like my roommates over, like, hey, like help me decide if I should keep this, like help me, I'm going through my closet type thing. That's why like everybody kind of needs that guidance because it's so hard to let go. It's so hard. I know. So, yeah. And then I, I also do um, closet organization. So if you ever need your closet organized, you don't like doing it, hit you give up. <laughs> nice. Okay, so, how, so do you have your, how is your closet organized? Girl. So, I just, just moved into my first apartment, and I'm so happy. Like, Cheers I have a lot of space in my closet. Like, 
I feel like I bought my apartment based on the closet size. Like, forget anything. <laughs> that so, is like, important, have, though. That um, is very important. Yeah, so, I kind of, right now, I have everything, like, based on, like, occasion. Like, I have my dresses on one side, my long sleeve jackets on one side, like, t-shirts on the other side, and then they have, like, shelves above the rack, so... I have, like, my heels on one side. I have my sneakers that take over my whole freaking closet on the other side. That's, like, <laughs> the floor. And yeah, I love and it. And I have, like, I keep, like, my heels, things that I would wear less, like, on the floor, like, give me more space. Right. Or, like, sandals, like, things that aren't in season that I will be grabbing every day. Like, my sneakers are for sure on the shelf. Like, <laughs> my sneakers. Yeah. <laughs> and I also have, like, a little area for, like, my purses and sunglasses and, like, hats that I don't wear but I just feel like I need them for whatever whatever occasion okay well so when I used to work and read this is way this this is how old it is I was used to work at Charlotte Roos uh, in high school and they used to have us organize things by like collection and by sleeve length and so I, that's kind of how I have like not by collection but I have my closet pretty much organized by sleeve length but like as a pro style tip like if you're giving us some pro style advice what is the best way to organize your closet or is it like based on you know kind of how the person's like I guess life is organized um, I would say like you know kind of like categorize like you know the object of clothing like if you want to do dresses you can either go by like the length of the dress or you can go by sleeve length like I do I think I have mine by sleeve length and then I like put the the no sleeve like you know the straps I put them in front of the ones with the sleeve right and then I like do the, the sleeve with my color and then once I'm done with that and I kind of do it by I don't know it's kind of OCD <laughs> that you want to do it by length but sometimes like the length might be shorter than the yeah, color so it's, yeah. it's, you kind of have to play with that it's kind of like whichever one is going to hurt you <laughs> the length of it or the color right. not going in like right direction so I kind of do it by that and then um just for sure, like, the length is very important, too. Like, with long sleeves and coats, like, I for sure, my coats have to be in, like, length order. Because when they're all jacked up, it's the whole mess. Right. And it takes a little more space, to be uh, honest. Because, like, yes. they're not, they don't fit right next to each other. Yeah. And I'm, see, I'm moving soon, so that's what I need to do, Wendy. I need to let you, I need to let you organize my closet for me. I'm about to move in a few months. Yes, and I got I, you. Like I feel like it's such a like release. Oh my gosh, yes. See, but my problem would just be maintaining it. It's I'm relief oh, for you. Yeah, that's that. I'm just so I'm the person that changes like eight times in the morning. So that's my problem. Uh, I just need to get better at like choosing things really quickly so that I'm not like th- trying on five shirts and then throwing them all on the floor. Right. So, and I feel like that kind of goes with knowing what you have in your closet and yes. like it being organized. Yes, that is very it's like, true. You like I feel like if you knew what you were gonna wear and like know where it's at, then you wouldn't have to do all that. Yes. You were you were absolutely right. So, <laughs> so what are some of the things that are on your vision board for this year, Wendy? What are some of the some of the goals that you have coming up for twenty twenty? Either with your business or even just actually, personal. Actually, I'm, like, literally planning a vision board party with, like, my friends, like, for the upcoming week to oh, get yeah. ready for 2020. Uh-huh. Um, off the top of my head, really just, I don't know, living, like, my best life. I feel like a lot of times I do hold myself back, although it kind of seems like some people I don't. But I, I feel like I have so much more potential mm-hmm. that I do hold back. So I feel like just letting it all out 
stop overthinking things. Um, definitely, like, tap more into, like, my craft. Like, just elevate, like, whatever new tools or learning um, objectives that I need to, like, you know, just read more upon. Like, just getting more knowledge so I can, like, be the best that I can be. Oh, Personally. Career-wise, I for sure just want to, you know, get myself out there more. Um, team up with more brands. Like, this year I got to uh, collab with Puma a couple times. Like, and it's been great. Like, Honestly, it came out of nowhere, and I'm just like, wow, like, it, you know, I feel like I'm not really doing as good as I can, but the fact that a whole Puma, yeah. <laughs> like, very known brand worldwide, hit me up to, like, you know, post content for them, which is crazy, and that kind of, like, gave me a little extra boost, so I'm just like, right. you know, I should keep going, like, you know, if Puma's hitting me up at this point in my yep. life, like, just imagine, like, once I actually yep. put more effort, right. who's going to be hitting me up or what I could do for myself, right. So. Sometimes you just need a little nudge. Sometimes you need a little nudge. Yes, just less holding back on myself, just putting it all out there. Like, yeah. and hopefully to get to a point where I don't have to work for anybody. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know. I feel so, that. It's getting tough out here. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know what's going on because, like, people have been getting let go, and I'm just like, uh-uh. uh-uh. I nope. have a backup plan. That's yep. why I do what I do. Like, I have a couple avenues to go down like if right. anything was to happen like instead of just being starstruck and like where do I go from here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I think it's always to be pre- always good to be preparing for your next move you know like if you think about it nothing yeah. really truly like, lasts forever that's my whole life mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> really really yeah what's next like I literally landed my dream job finally after college and now that I had it I'm like alright what's next yeah, I'm literally yeah. like after a week, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I got it here. So what's now what? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and just just like you said, it's yeah. about elevation. So you know, one yeah. one stepping stone Always. to the next for sure. So I so I just kind of I'm we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up, Wendy. But one thing that I'm asking all the women um, as we finish our conversation is just to um, pass on some little tidbit of advice for um other women as we usher in a new season with 2020 so whatever you got just some last bit of positivity to share with everyone i don't for sure say you know do you like don't try to be anybody else because it's not gonna work like it's really even gonna work um and just stay focused on like what's true to you like yeah we all have like jobs but i feel like you know god put us on this earth like we all have talent so i feel like I feel like, honestly, every, I wouldn't say, like, like everybody should do it, but I feel like <laughs> you should always, like, tap into, like, your true talents and, like, you know, things that you have to offer rather than, I mean, if it is your career or job, like, you know, keep going at it, but, like, you know, also have something to fall back on or, like, a hobby to keep you busy, like, I feel like that's just, like, gonna help fulfill your life, you know, feel like you're actually here for a reason and things like that. Absolutely. Know yourself and be yourself. Like that's that is it. Yeah. That is it. A big, big shout out to Wendy for taking the time to chat with me and sharing all of the wonderful things that she is passionate about. Black girls are the past, present, and future. Never forget that. If you love what we're bringing to the table, I'm certain you'll love the rest of the content on the site. So don't forget to browse and share your favorites using the hashtag Rockin' With Raquel. Until we meet again, ciao!